Hello and welcome to the Build Up, our podcast here at Ball City in association with Labrooks, where we get you hyped for the sporting weekend. My name is Mark Farley. As always, I am joined by Mick McCarthy. And Mick, there is a hell of a lot of sport back this weekend. There's so much going on. It's like, it's like what, Lou, lockdown, what lockdown? COVID, what COVID? Apart from the fact that no, none of us can actually go to mo- most of the <laughs> events, everything else is here we can look forward to on TV. I know, it's still a little bit kind of, it's still, I still think it's jarring when you kind of see nobody at the events or that we can't actually go and see them or, you know, people are like, there's a, there's a ticket scrum for GA championship matches this week, you know, in the first round, of which is unusual. But just having the, we're going to go through it in a few minutes, the amount of actual live sport that's on TV and you're thinking to yourself, God. Normal July's wouldn't even have that this much kind of top level sport. So yeah, we're definitely back into uh, a real build up podcast, Mark. After all, the definitely years, we've been messing around with uh, features and looking backs and everything like that. But now we actually have a weekend to build up to here at the moment. Yeah, we'll be going through all the sport that's happening in just a few moments. But uh, Kevin's on around this week. We'll catch up with him again next week. That's Kyle, of course, former Irish international. Uh, but Mick, <laughs> before we go any further. I want to just take you back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to take you back to our chat with him last week okay. because here is a question that I posed to Kevin. So have a listen to this. It seems to me for about four or five seasons now, you're seeing Seamus Coleman comes out in a press conference or a post-match interview and is really honest about how the players have to step up and do better and it's not the manager's fault. And then it's just back to square one again. <laughs> so that was when we were chatting to Kevin last Wednesday. And now let's fast forward to Sunday, Mick, because here's what Seamus Coleman had to say after they lost to Wolves. Shocking. Really, really bad. Um, no no hiding places. You know, they're better all over the pitch and, you know, we need to ask some serious questions of ourselves and, you know, we can all, we can all play bad, we can all misplace passes, we can all misplace crosses, but when the attitude's not there, when the desire is not there and we went there today and we got beat by the better team and need to have a good hard look at ourselves and maybe we're not where we think we are you know we're 12th in the table for a reason and as individuals in the dressing room as a club we need to we need to be expecting better and you know lads really need to dig in self included get our head down or that won't be good enough for this manager and uh it's most certainly not good enough for this football club and um, the way I've been brought up through this football club and you know it's not been good enough yeah it's unbelievable it's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the cycle of life <laughs> yeah well look he, he had said uh, he had done an interview before they played Spurs last Monday night that I actually wrote about um, on on last Monday and you know this isn't the first time Seamus Coleman has made these kind of comments. And you always think, Everton are going to respond to it, you know, and then you just think, they kind of never do. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a comment on Seamus Coleman so much as it might be a comment on the, the character of that dressing room is that they do seem to, it's just like, he seems to be just like this character go, lads, when you stop, stop being shit and stop being abject, stop like, you know, you're not representing this club. And then they're gone. Ah, Seamus is at it again. He's like, you know, yeah. God, never, he's always telling us to be better. Isn't he? He's a great leader, that fella. Right, we'll go out and we'll, we'll give it a go, sure, will we? And then they lose 3 now. It's just... And like, uh, I know, I know uh, Kevin said last week that, uh, you know, a lot of the time maybe Seamus as a captain has to say that and he might, you know, behind closed doors think, 
that you know the manager isn't up to or whatever. But I think yeah. with Carlo Ancelotti, as Seamus Coleman said that it, you know, this isn't good enough for this manager. Um, I think he really didn't just mean what he said last weekend. Um, so he always obviously means what he says in terms of that he wants the club to walk up. But uh, I think it's definitely all on the players. He's uh, I think he gets so annoyed. I think he gets so annoyed at you know the constant blaming the manager time and time again always kind of flattering to deceive, going on good runs and then messing it up as soon as they come up against anyone of any use. It's just been, he's been there for 11 years and I'd say it's been the story of about nine of them. I'd say eventually yeah. you just get fed up, you know? Yeah, since, funny enough, since David Moyes left. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, David Moyes has uh, pillared a lot for, uh, you know, he's poked fun at since ever since Man United uh, brain, but he, when Everton, when he was there at Everton, they were a really solid team. But anyway... Yeah. We need to look forward, not backwards, Mick. There's a lot happening this weekend. There is, yeah, an absolute a, a, a barrel amount. I don't know if that's the right thing. I, I was looking through the barrel amount. What? I don't know. That's, that's a, it's a phrase you've just made up. A plethora of live television, uh, live sports on television. I was looking through it, right? I think other than the American sports, right? So there's not basketball isn't back yet. They're in their bubble in Orlando, getting ready for it. Uh, baseball, God only knows what's happening with. There's also not really any athletics or tennis at the moment, right? Obviously, Djokovic probably put the tennis um, season back a little bit single-handedly, you know. But uh, other than that, everything is kind of up and running, you know. Um, we have a first real weekend, the GEA and um, we're going to talk a bit about that later. And obviously, there's loads of football on, as there has been for a long, long time. But I had a look at everything else, right? So if you want to watch football, you're basically going to find it every minute of the day. If you want to watch the Premier League, the Championship, if you, this is BT, Sky, Premier Sports, uh, the Championship, La Liga, uh, lots of that on. There's still um, Serie A, everything. Like, you know, there's a lot of football on at the moment. Um, but outside of that, right, this weekend alone, listen to this for, for a, a rundown of live sport. You've got the Hungarian Grand Prix on all weekend, yep. the third Grand Prix of the season. We've had, Aust- we've had two in Austria, the Austrian Grand Prix and something I don't remember what it was called um, last week. So that's on this week. I want to come back to that in a minute, actually, and ask you a question about it, right? So that's on all weekend. Obviously, on Sunday is the, is the main race. You've got a lot of down-under uh, sport on Saturday and Sunday morning, right? So on BT, you can watch Aussie Rules, as always. On Sky, you can watch Super Rugby. Uh, there's Australian and New Zealand games this week uh, playing against each other. And there's NRL also on Sky Sports. Um, if you're into this kind of thing, like I kind of am, I watched a good bit of it, the second test between England and West Indies um, is also on this week. Um, that would be on Sky Sports. West Indies won that first test um, and it was class England. They're big favourites to, to kind of get it back to one all. That's an interesting one. There's darts, Mark, the world match play, like not just a throwaway one, mm-hmm. but one of the bigger darts tournaments that starts on Saturday on Sky Sports. You've got GEA, as I mentioned earlier. You've got um, the championship starting around the country. Two are live on TV, St. Martins versus Euler Cabala on TG Carter and um, also on TG Carter, you've got the Dublin Hurling Championship, um, Bally Bowden St. Enders against um, Kilmacook Croaks. Uh, in golf, another, like a pretty big tournament in golf, you've got the Memorial Tournament where you've got Tiger Woods is making his reappearance. You've got basically all the big names. Um, well, most of them anyway. You've got Roy McIlroy, uh, Mr. DeChambeau, the star of the uh, post-COVID um, golf uh, Justin Thomas Dustin Johnson all the big boys are all there lots of horse racing as well you've got um, on Virgin Media are shown the English um, racing from Newbury and York whereas RT have the Curra, which includes the Irish Oaks 
Oh, I'm exhausted. You've even got a UFC fight night <laughs> this weekend, Mark, uh, where you have two lads, uh, Figueredo versus Bienavidez. Two. I, I was actually. Th- I, I thought, thought you were going to say you've got two lads yeah. fighting each other. And I was about to, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably better off leaving that. You can, you can find that on BT <laughs> as well. So like, there's everything. Like, there's everything. If you want to watch some WWE, it's over on on BT. You know, um, so I said he ruled us this weekend, actually. Or maybe that there was actually. Well, I don't, well, I don't know, Mark, yeah. but uh, um, like that is like I mean, there is a rare weekend, COVID or no COVID, that you'd be able to sit down and watch that much live sport. Yeah, that's incredible. And we're going to preview some. Of it. We're going to chat about. We're going to actually be playing. It's your last opportunity, perhaps, Mick, given that the GA Championships are coming back this week. Your la- possibly your last opportunity with PJ to try and win the All Ireland GA quiz. Uh, so that right. could be, you know, it's now or never. You've, you've, you've never made you've never made it up the steps of the fictional Hogan stand. I'm uh, happy to retire <laughs> as champion, though, so if we do win it, you know. Yeah, we exactly. Don't and we're, going, week. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be playing a big shout later on. It's your chance to win two cakes and a sports biography. We'll also be playing Labrooks 1, 2, 3. Uh, if you're not subscribed to the podcast yet, be sure to do so. You can search the Build Up and Balls ID and all good podcast apps. Please do rate and review the show while you're there as well. But up next... With Kevin away this week, we thought we'd play a special game. I don't really have a name for it yet, Mick. I'm thinking maybe win, draw, win or whatever, but I'll explain the concept now in just two seconds. Okay, Mick, so this is a brainchild of mine, right? This game we're going to play this week. There is That's an immediately a worry. Yeah, there's a, there are an incredible amount of matches. Um, we're recording now on Wednesday afternoon on the 15th of July. And the amount of Premier League top flight games, we call them, between the Premier League and the two FA Cup semifinals that are happening over the next seven days is incredible. And I'm not even counting the big games this time next week. So this day next week is Liverpool, Chelsea and Man United against West Ham, which are teams with obviously Liverpool already, they've won the league already, but Chelsea, West Ham, United are like three of the four or five teams that are still an awful lot left to play for. I'm just talking about the time from we record today to the time we record next week. I think we added up, was it that there are, there are 17 Premier League games and two FA Cup semi-finals. So I thought we'd play a game, right? It's kind of like a draft system. We're going to go through all the games. We're going to take it in turns to pick a result, a win or a draw, win for one team or a draw, obviously, if you'd like. Uh, but we're not going to do a chronologic. We're not going to do it by like, the first game coming up this evening, which I think is... Burnley uh, and Wolves. Who's been? Burnley and Wolves at 6 o'clock uh, on Wednesday evening. We're going to do an order of preference. So I don't know what we do here. Should we do rock, paper, scissors or whatever? See who gets to go first. Okay, uh, for pick them off one rock, by paper, one. scissors on audio, but uh, we could do yeah. it, yeah. On three, <laughs> one, two, two, three. You've got oh, far too slow there. That. I, you were de- that's I, a delay I, I, on the screen, Mark. Mark, I take my uh, rock, paper, scissors philosophy from the great Bart Simpson with the expression <laughs> good old rock, nothing beats that. Unfortunately, <laughs> you, you didn't know that. I went for scissors, I've got the first pick of the draft. Great, you got the first pick of it. So yeah, it's pretty simple. It's like so now you get to pick any of the games from the next nineteen games that are happening in the top flight of English football uh, over the next week. You can pick a winner or a draw for any team you want. We will then tot them all up on next week's show. See who got the most right uh, out of nine. Okay. Actually, we we may have to only pick eighteen, obviously, because we we'll yeah, see there, whatever the there, last there'll be a team left be. on the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there'll be a team left yeah. on the board. Yeah. Um. Okay. Look, the the drama is overwhelming here. I am going to go with the first pick in the in the uh, first ever draft. Uh, for tonight's game between Manchester City and Bournemouth, Bournemouth are on a hell of a run, and they've 
actually been playing all the top teams and yet they've got themselves into a chance of getting out. However, they will come undone tonight against Inform and back in the Champions League, Manchester City uh, riding high and I would be very sure that Manchester City will win that game. But there you go. They were my number one pick in the draft as well. So that's gone for me now. So I'm going to go down to my number two, which is Manchester United to beat Crystal Palace tomorrow at a quarter past eight. Uh, this game, look at United need a win. They were uh, they, Southampton won. You could see that coming the whole game. There was nothing happening for half the second half, but you just knew Southampton were going to get a legalizer for some reason. It's one of those games. They need to get back on track. So I'm going to get them to beat Palace tomorrow at a quarter past eight. Right, Mark, this is interesting because I had that game as my number three pick, which means that I've got number two uh, here, a freebie, if you will. And that is also a Crystal Palace game. And I'm going for Wolves to beat Crystal Palace at home next Monday. Yeah, I had them slightly ahead of United. Yeah, um, that's next next Monday, Wolves v Palace. Uh, That's interesting because that was well down my list. Uh, Cy Ferry's podcast with Damien Duff, by the way, this week is very good. Just Crystal Palace reminded me of it because... Duff was talking about how much he loved Ray Hodgson as his manager, but don't be fooled by the whole gentleman thing. Although he is a gentleman, but that when he got mad, he got very, very mad indeed. Uh, it was very funny to think of Ray Hodgson. Good off of one. But uh, my pick, my number two pick is I'm going straight to the FA Cup. I have no faith in Arsenal whatsoever anymore. <laughs> so I'm going Man City to beat Arsenal on Saturday at a quarter to eight in the FA Cup, first FA Cup semi final. Right, okay. Well, I had that a good bit down the list. Not that far down, yeah. though. I had, and I had, I had City call. picked as well. But yeah, so that's, you've jumped up there a little bit, which brings me now to, I'm a little bit confused uh, by, by the, what's been knocked off the list. I'm going for Man City again here, actually. <laughs> this is going to be, <laughs> if Man Watford. City better, if they don't win these three games, we're going to look pretty stupid. But yeah, on Tuesday night, uh, Man City are, uh, Man City are going to have a big say in the relegation fight. Actually, over the next yeah. couple of uh, after the next week is all it is week and a half that's left in the year. Um, but they're playing Watford um, at Vicarage Road next Tuesday, and I fancy them to win it. There we go. That was my next pick. So uh, I'm going to. So the, we are. We're, we're very close. As in, if I'm looking at here, my top six rankings so far, five of them are gone, and the sixth one is going to be gone now, which is Burnley to beat Norwich on Saturday at half five in the Premier League. I am going anytime I see Norwich. On the board, I'm going for the opposition, uh, which I think is an obvious thing to do. But uh, I'm very okay. confident that's why they're up in my they're in my top five picks of the 19 games. So Burnley to beat Norwich. I see we're like I said, we're three each now into this, and we're definitely thinking along the same lines because you have all the other three in my top six are the ones yeah. you've gone for. I think I yeah, I, I, it's true. I think you've gone for a few that I were a little bit unsure about. Um, again, I'd be wary to to bank on a team who have nothing to play for you know, the way Burnley do. So yeah. I was just a little bit scared of them. So they were a little bit further down, though I would have picked them to win. Okay, on to my next pick then, which is I fancy Southampton, to be, even though they've nothing to play for, they're not playing like that. Uh, you know, everyone who's seen them recently will know that. They've been really, really good. I'm going for them to beat Brighton on Thursday night this week. Uh-huh. Night. Yeah, Thursday night at 8.15. Uh, and that is that was my eighth pick on the board, so you've skipped one for me, so I can go back up to my seventh pick, which was Sheffield United to beat Everton on Monday at 6pm. We just talked about uh, Seamus Coleman and how Everton had gone to the dogs. So, like, I kind of, I had a, I was high on people beating Everton in this as I was doing it. I don't know, maybe I shouldn't have put that so high up the list, actually, that I think about it, but because you don't know what's going to happen to Everton, but the performance at the weekend was so bad that I'm just going to go 
Sheffield United are looking very good obviously after beating Chelsea the last place <laughs> I had to go with Sheffield to beat Everton Monday at 6pm um, I appear to have not written down that much so <laughs> <laughs> so there you go would you have went uh, for the head of Southampton to beat uh, Everton not. no I don't very think cool. so I don't think so because you just never know with Everton that's their problem um, yeah. but I would fancy Sheffield United but yeah no I didn't have it written down so I'm glad you've uh, you've taken it off me um, which leaves me with Here's one now. This is a bit of a jump, but a bit of a a, a, um, a bit of a risk, I think, right? But I, I love to see there if you've got because I have a big risk for my next one okay. in, the, in my rankings here, and I wonder if you got the exact same game and the exact same risk. Okay, well, you funny. can tell, you can tell me afterwards. I am taking yeah, a risk on left. the 16th place West Ham to beat 17th place Watford on um, on Friday night. It's a massive, yes. massive game. Whoever, if, if somebody wins, say if, if Villa or Bournemouth get a result, the Bournemouth are obviously very unlikely, but you know, a draw in this game or a loss keeps you involved going into the last week of the season. That's the, you know, the last two rounds of fixtures. Um, a win, I think, basically gets you out of there. I think West Ham are just showing that bit more form. Watford have been lucky in a couple of games. Um, against Norwich and against Newcastle who just didn't show up but they're actually generally not playing well West Ham are back in a little bit I think they'll get the job done get out of danger have a couple of weeks where they can relax at the end of the season Moisey does the job again um, that's what I'm going for yeah it's not I, I completely agree with you in terms of the results because I had them further down the list but I also was going to go and I think I've seen enough on West Ham um, of what game did I watch there in its entirety a couple of weeks ago they look actually pretty decent the Chelsea game um, yeah, like, 3-2. yeah and like again 3-2 and also scuppered by refereeing decisions as well or bar decisions so like they could have um, you know they could have held it a bit easier than they did in the end but uh, I have gone with a bigger shout here I don't know why I've got this actually so far up the list but look I'm going to stick with it <laughs> tonight the big match is Liverpool against Arsenal at 8-15 and yeah. I'm going for that game to end the draw oh Okay, so I had that. What are we down to now, right? We're down to, that's the, that's the tenth pick overall. I've still got a few on the board ahead of it, but I had the exact same result as my ninth pick here. So wow. I kind of think that'll be a draw as well. Like, you know, it's just... Yeah, 11-4 to four on that time then the draw. Right, okay, 11-4. Arsenal are a disgrace, but they're also still Arsenal. So if you're going out with Liverpool, still on the sauce. <laughs> you know, with nothing. They've no FA Cup or Champions League or anything to keep themselves up for. They're just begging for the season to be over you know yeah um yeah the only problem is uh arsenal are also begging for the season to be over at this point but i think they've got through they're probably trained you know they still have the hope of the fa cup uh semi-final yeah, at the weekend and the well they could week. still get into if things go yeah well, exactly but yeah. yeah yeah okay that's a good one right so Arsenal, that's the 10th one off the board we haven't we haven't uh, disagreed <laughs> on our result yet no matter no, where that's we have right? every that's, result is the exact same that's the first draw and i do think that there'll be more draws to come but I understand why they're pushed down because it's very hard to pick yeah. a game as a draw, you know, uh, or to be sure of it. So the next one then, Mark, is I have a draw here coming up, I think, as well. Yeah, it was the seventh pick on my board. I think that Spurs and Leicester on Sunday will be a draw. Ooh, that was Spurs. one I, I have Spurs to beat Leicester. Sorry, I have Leicester ah, right, to beat okay. Spurs, but that was way down my rankings because I couldn't call it. I was like, this yeah. is too hard. Yeah, uh, Le- Leicester, Leicester love a draw. And, um, you know, Spurs are winning games without playing well at the moment. I don't know. I can see that game be a draw. Yeah. Maybe, I put Leicester. 
No, yeah, yeah. Just the problem with Leicester is you don't know what. Like Leicester could go and like get a result, or it could be absolutely like if we were doing the system last week, I think we all would have had Leicester board to beat Bournemouth well up the list. So <laughs> I don't know. I just kept. I was trying to keep away from them and hope for the best that you'd take them up and said my yeah. next pick though does involve Spurs, and I'm saying Spurs to beat Newcastle. So Newcastle have been going well apart from the game at the weekend, but um, I think sport, it's a t- it, that's a type of game that I can see finishing 1-0 to sports. Yeah. It'll just be a nothing game. We'll never remember it existed, bar the fact that it'll be the one that tipped me over the edge and give me the win in this incredible uh, Premier League fixtures draft that we're doing for the first <laughs> time and possibly last time ever. I seem that I had two number 12 picks and that was one of them <laughs> I don't know what my system is a disgrace here um, okay, I have so, a spreadsheet here and I'm <laughs> crossing things <laughs> off to go along it's very specific uh, I've got a lot of scribbling uh, okay I think next on my list then I think oh no this, I'm, I might have to do it on the fly change because I've got another Leicester match uh, as my next pick and I don't want to pick them it's another Leicester draw I do you know what? I'm, no, I'm abandoning that and I'm going to go with Everton versus Aston Villa on Thursday. They're playing them on Thursday night and Villa can't lose. They, sh- they really kind of need to win, but I think it'll be a draw. Uh, Villa beat be Everton at Villa Park earlier in the season on Friday Night Football. It was one of their better performances of the entire year. But yeah, I'm going to go for a draw on Villa Everton. Ooh, interesting. I had that as a win for Aston Villa, but uh, I'm going to do what? I'm going to make a change to the fly here just for the crack. I'm actually jumping down. This of the games left, this would have been my fourth choice for this pick. <laughs> but just to annoy you, because I had it as a draw as well, I'm going to go for Leicester and Sheffield United to be a draw tomorrow at 6 Okay, p.m. no, that's okay. Yeah, that's tomorrow as well. Yeah, so Leicester. Yeah. I, I didn't want two Leicester on my board anyway, right? So. I'm sacrificing preferences there just for the crack because it'll be that's the one that wins it for me. Okay, we're down to the dregs now. I think there's only four games left here. We've got uh, four we have to pick, but we've got five games left. Okay. Okay. I am looking at. I'm going to make another change. I am looking at. Brighton versus Newcastle, Monday night, Monday, draw written all over it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most, the drawiest draw I've ever heard, which is why, like, why have we got it so far down It should be higher, yeah. I'm glad I got yeah. it now that I think about it, actually. And I actually bumped it up from a, a previous pick. Damn. Yeah, should have thought of that. Uh, right, so the, there are four games left. The only, ta- the only way that won't be a draw is if one of them win 3-0. Yeah, you know? if, if one of them did, just don't, basically don't show up. We've got four yeah. games left, but because it's not normal, we can only pick three of them. So the four games left are Burnley against Wolves, uh, nice. Aston Villa yeah. against Arsenal, Bournemouth against Southampton, and the Man United-Chelsea FA Cup semi-final. Uh, I, where, what one are we going to go with here? Uh, there's, I have two... So looking at this at the minute, I've got two wins and two draws in my picks. I think I've got one so ranked two... Yeah, I think I've got one ranked too high. I'm actually going to go for my second one from my original rankings, which is Bournemouth and Southampton to be a draw on Sunday at 2pm. I think it's another... It's kind of like what you were saying with Villa, where Bournemouth need a win, but Southampton are actually decent. And even though there's nothing to play for, I think they'll, it, it'll be enough to get them a draw, but not a win. And so also, it's a, it's a derby. It is, yeah. The Harry Redknapp derby and actual physical derby. Uh, I, like, I agree with you on the uncertainty of it. I had Southampton to win because I just, I feel that 
I don't know. There's just some. They're they're the only mid-table team who aren't giving up, you know. And yeah. I think they might scrape it. But the reason it's so far down the list is because I don't know what's going to happen. You know, uh, yeah. Bournemouth are definitely a fair play to them actually because they looked dead and buried, and they had this horrible run of fixtures, and they've come out of it. They they gave it a go against United and were hammered, but then you know since then six points out of six against Tottenham and Leicester. It's very yeah. impressive. And then they have City. Like, that's their four games in a row, like, you know? Um, okay. I, I gonna, uh, That's a draw for you, but I would have taken a, a Southampton win. That leaves me with three choices. It does indeed, for your last pick. Okay, so I'm staying away from Villa and Arsenal, because I think too much depends on what happens in the games, the, in the previous games yeah. for both teams. Like, I should be picking Wolves to beat Burnley because I just think Wolves are a really bloody good team. But I don't know. There's an instinct that tells me to draw. I'm going for United to beat Chelsea. Can I ask a question on the FA Cup games? Are they yes. 90 minutes or 120? Or pen- and penalties and everything? Yeah, we go through. We just say to qualify. We call, so the FA Cup games, we call them to, or not, you know, to qualify for the final. Is that the way yeah. to say it? So, like, yeah. So, if, if okay, we go so through that, penalties, that's That's fair. Sunday's FA Cup semi-final. I'm going yeah. for United to beat Chelsea. I had United to beat Chelsea as well. Um, so I'm left with two now, but only one to pick, like I said, because it's not number. So I can talk you through the board here, Mick. So the yeah. two left on the board were my 11th pick overall out of the 19, which was Burnley and Wolves to be a draw, which when I looked at it, I'm, I'm now I'm <laughs> like, why are they that so high? So Mark, That's ridiculous. I had it as my 12th pick, one of my two 12th picks overall uh, for a draw. And I've avoided it four times now since it's come around. So we're <laughs> yeah. in the exact same boat. We both, we, yeah, we both had the two high end and we looked at it and went, hold on a minute. <laughs> like, I mean, like we said, Brighton-Newcastle is obviously a bigger, <laughs> going to be a draw. And I had that one below it. And then my bottom pick, my 19th pick out of 19, was actually Aston Villa to beat Arsenal. Wow. But again, I'm thinking of that as Arsenal with nothing to pay for come this time next week and Aston Villa needing results. Yeah. But like... Oh, what's, it's really hard yeah. because you have two exact. Yeah, you've you've actually two uh, two opposites here because you've got Wolves who are better than Burnley with stuff to play for, but Burnley are going well even though you know they're kind of just in mid mid table obscurity. So it's Burnley being secretly good is the thing that's worrying me there. And then yeah. Aston Villa against Arsenal. Arsenal should be beating Aston Villa all day long, but Arsenal been secretly shit. And Aston Villa having to win every game to stay up is confusing me there. I think I'm going to go Burnley Wolves just to me just screams draw at 6pm yeah. tonight. Okay. And I think I think that could be the nail in Wolves coffin in terms of catching anybody in the top four. So okay. I'm going to stick with that. I'll stick with my goal. Burnley against Wolves to be a draw, which means we're leaving out Aston Villa against Arsenal. So let me run through the picks then. I've taken City to beat Bournemouth, which is yep. tonight. I've had Wolves to beat Crystal Palace, Man City to beat Watford, Southampton to beat Brighton, West Ham to beat Watford, a draw in Spurs and Leicester, a draw in Villa and Everton, uh, a draw in Brighton, Newcastle, and United to beat Chelsea in the FA Cup semi-final. You have gone for Manchester United to beat Crystal Palace. You've gone for Man City to beat Arsenal in the FA Cup semi-final, very high up the list. You've gone for um, Who's to beat Norwich? Burnley, Burnley to, to beat, beat Norwich. Norwich. Uh, you've gone for Sheffield United to beat Everton. You've gone for Arsenal and Liverpool to be a draw. You've gone for Spurs to beat Newcastle. You've gone for Leicester and Sheffield United to be a draw. 
and you've gone for uh, Bournemouth and Southampton to be a draw and Burnley and Wolves to be a draw. So lots of draws in. Yes. One yep, point for a correct be... answer. One for... point for... Oh, should you get two points if it's a draw? If you predicted a draw? No, <laughs> we sacred one point. It was one point... <laughs> That was the we had. That was yeah. the rules at the beginning. One point correct it's answer. Just because you have more the, draws. <laughs> we go through them next week on the podcast. You can find odds for all those games on labworks.com as well. Uh, if you are having a bet on any of them, be sure to go. Oh, I'm exhausted after that. Louis.net for more information. Uh, nope, next, we're going to play one, two, three and try and win ourselves. One more predictions. <laughs> Yeah, Labrooks 1-2-3 time. It's your chance to win 100 euro cash by correctly predicting the score of three of this weekend's matches in the Premier League. And I actually think this weekend also we've got, we've got actually the uh, two FA Cup games mm. and the Premier League match between Tottenham and Leicester. Uh, last week's results, Mick, I would hazard a guess that there were very few, if anyone, who won the 100 euro cash because who in their right mind would have predicted Bournemouth 4, Leicester 1? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I certainly yeah. didn't and you didn't. No, I mean, like, it was 1-0 to Leicester after 60-something minutes, Mark. Let's not forget that either, you know? It was one of the baddest games of football ever. Uh, you know, I think I would have had more likelihood of backing Sionshu to get sent off for kicking uh, a player, for kicking Callum Wilson up the arse, than I would have <laughs> of picking Bournemouth 4 Leicester 1. Yeah. Both uh, of which happened. The other games were Tottenham against Arsenal and Brighton against Man City and both myself and myself had them wrong as well. So we're not going to focus on last week. We're going to look forward. Uh, this is, of course, we get hyped for the weekend. We're not looking back. Uh, the games this weekend are Arsenal against Man City in the FA Cup, Tottenham against Leicester and Man United against Chelsea in the other FA Cup semi-final on Sunday. Uh, all you have to do is get all three scores right. You win yourself €100 Euro cash. It's completely free to play on labbrooks.com. If you get one right, you get a euro free bet. If you get two right, you get a €5 euro free bet. If you get all three, it's €100 Euro cash. We've yet to do it, Mick. This weekend is going to be a tricky one. I'm starting off with Arsenal Man City. We've just talked about these games. We have our results that we've predicted for these already. Yeah. Uh, and I was saying that Man City are going to win this. I was fairly confident of it. So I'm going to say 3-0 Man City. That's how confident Jesus. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, it's weird because I look forward to this and it looks really good on paper. It's Arsenal versus City. And you kind of get the feeling that, oh God, if Arsenal turn up, you know, they could be, they could give them a go. And then, the reality is that they're actually just so far behind City that that's not a realistic proposition. You're just living in reputation and the past and everything like that. I just think City will open them up like at will. Three one for me. I, I'm scared now. Actually, I'm, I've, 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 I was too ballsy there. I'm going back to two 0 I've, I've readjusted my bet. Oh, okay. Uh, so two uh, 0 Man City, Tottenham against Leicester. I think I had said wasn't it? Wasn't I? You predicted a draw in this. Uh, yeah. In our game just before the break, I think I went for Leicester to beat Spurs, so I'm going to stick with that and say 1 0 Leicester, just about. 1 all for me. 1 all for you. Yeah. And then Man United against Chelsea. We both said Man United to win, but what is the score going to be? Mm, yeah. The one Sebastian Brown derby. Or the one Man derby. Me? Just the one derby in general. Uh, one derby. I am going for. Manchester United to win this 2-1. Two, 2-1. Two, I'm going to say there'll be more goals than that. I go 3-2 for the crack. I have no idea why, but look at That's one of the game. It's Labrooks 1-2-3. It's free to play. You can go on to labrooks.com right now and play it yourself. Uh, Mick, these are tough ones. I'm looking forward to all those games, though. They're all decent games. Uh, Defi Cup semi-finals. I don't know why, but for some reason, the fact that I think it's, the, like it's four good teams. Yeah. Even though, you know, like... I'm I'm actually really excited about it this year more than most years. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be like uh, 
that's a, I was saying that even in the quarterfinals. And then it was like, what we have here is four really interesting quarterfinals. If all the big teams win, we're going to have deadly semifinals. It should be almost bigger than it is. It's one of those things like this, the league is wrapped up. This should be the biggest thing there is there. Yeah. Just the world we live in, it's all about like whether Man United or Chelsea or Leicester finish fourth, you know? But like, yeah. I genuinely think this should be bigger. Really, it does. Like, it's a genuine competition with four really good teams in it now, like, you know? Um, but I can't wait for it. Uh, it's a pity Wembley's going to be empty and weird, but uh, I don't know. The playoff finals were the playoff finals that we've seen so far have been kind of good. Yeah, definitely. And I, uh, look, it's, it, like United and Chelsea just want to see two, two of the probably best informed teams, Bar Chelsea's slip up against Sheffield United there at the weekend. Mm, I wouldn't uh, call Chelsea inform at the moment, but anyway. Yeah. Um, slip up against look, West Ham, beat Norwich one 0 last night. <laughs> <laughs> They've lost more Actually, games yeah. than they did under uh, in their crazy 2016 season when they finished twelfth or something. <laughs> <laughs> you make a good point, Nick. You make a good point. Two of the most watchable teams, is what I yes. should say, not informed teams. But yes. every game has been good crack that they've been involved in, both United right and uh, Chelsea. So yeah, I can't wait for them. But it is time to get on with our big shout. All right, hold it! Get Just it. hold it, Alan! Push him out! Steady! David, don't! Get round! No, no, don't! Bloody! Yes, big shout time. Lots of predictions going around, uh, been thrown around on the podcast this week, making this one is your chance to win two cakes and a sports biography uh, by giving us a shout for the weekend. There's 25 to 1 on labrooks.com or greater. And if it comes off, you will win that coveted prize just as Ushing did last week. He didn't manage to do it this week. We had no winners this week, Mick. And that included you, because you tried it last week and you were pure useless. Ah, hold on a minute now. I, I felt good about it. I was very confident last week. So what I had last week was Shane Lowry to finish in the top five of the tournament in America that I've forgotten the name of. Uh, and AC Milan to win or plus one against Napoli. That ended up in a two-all draw. Uh, and I ended up as like 30-something to one. Now, Lowry... Started off well. He had a bad Saturday. Or he had a bad Friday. But he made the cut. He was in contention. And this Saturday just kind of screwed him. The player he was playing with, like on Saturday, Gary Woodland, ended up in the top five come Sunday. You know, I don't know if he finished there, but he was like, he would have been in contention. Moving day, as they call it on Saturday. Unfortunately, it works both ways. And Shane just slipped off and ended up finishing tied 30th or something like that, which is exactly what I kind of said might happen as well is that he kind of gets, he's, he's getting incrementally better. Like he might be a good look this week. I'm not on charge of the big shout this week, but uh, he has improved in every tournament he's played in so far. And maybe now week five, instead of, I, I jumped ahead too early into week four, whereas week five is probably the one for him, you know? But uh, look, I had, I had the right result in the Milan and Napoli game and I was only 27 places off. Uh, Shane Lowry or something like that in in in, uh, in the golf tournament. I have I'm in big show, charge of big show duty this week, and I'm not very confident about mine. I'm going to put it out there straight away. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's a fourfold. It's great people listen uh, to us, isn't it? <laughs> it's a fourfold. But look, it's up to the, the, the listeners are obviously much better at this than we are, really, because we've had two winners yeah. and uh, we've never uh, won it. So uh, you know, you get your shouts in, send them to the gaffer at Paul's study. Uh, if you like mine, you can't go for mine. You can't do the same as but. Uh, you probably wouldn't want to because when you hear this, I don't know. Burnley to beat Norwich uh, at five to four. On Talked about That's that already, yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of uh, the Memorial Tournament or golf, the Memorial Tournament happened. Tournament is happening this weekend, and I'm going with Mr. Bryson DeChambeau uh, to finish in the top five at twelve to five on that books. What price is he to attack a cameraman? 
Uh, I don't think they've got any odds of that. I don't think there's a market on that. Okay. Um, but attack I anybody? Uh, attack an official? <laughs> I don't think no. There's no market I'm afraid. Uh, but look, I don't know. He, he he's all anybody's talking about at the minute in the golfing world, really. Um, and I I didn't know what way to go with it. It's very hard with these, like you said. Like you know, he could end up doing nothing. But um, I think I think I'm just going to go with a top five. 12 yeah. five there, which kind of is the one. It's I had to make some sort of a prediction here that was <laughs> decent enough odds to get try and get this up. So that's what I've gone with. And then Lewis Hamilton to win the Hungarian Grand Prix, which is eight to thirteen. And sure enough, I was on Big J, Big, Big Show duty the week before last. I went for Hamilton to win in mine. Uh, he didn't win that. Then he won last week, second Austrian Grand Prix. So uh, probably he's not going to win again this week. But no, my luck. But look at. And then if all that happens, if all that comes off. You know the thing that's going to screw me is the last one here, which is Sheffield United to beat Everton next Monday at 5-4. to four. So I can see this happening, that the whole thing, the, unlikely, the likelihood of that Trevor coming off is uh, difficult enough, but then that it gets down to Sheffield United and Everton, and that's the one that screws me. Uh, but maybe I've just been defeatist. Usually we're, all, we're doing the opposite, Mick, where we're always talking about how we're definitely going to win it and doesn't come up. That all yeah. comes to 26.8-1. to 1. Okay. I, I don't, I'm not massively, I'm not a massive fan of it, I have to say. I think there's too many unknowables in there. Um, yeah, look, it's, you, it's a you, you fancy all the individual ones, fair enough. Like, so uh, let's, let's see what happens. Um, but I would urge other people to, to send in theirs and to possibly win those two cakes in the sports biography. I have a feeling you're going to just slightly miss out. I think one will go against you at least. Um, yeah. I think the more I talk about not it not going to win, I think this is the one that we're going to, is going to finally do it. You're mentioning. You at, sorry, go on. Go on. Can no, you go, go on, Ed? No, no. I just, I just, that's all I had to say. It's just that my gut is just going that. Uh, right. well, okay, well, we keep saying this isn't going to happen, and we're always talking about how they're going to happen. So this could be the one. Well, yeah, but you've just jinxed it by saying that it will happen now, and so on, so forth. Uh, I have a couple of questions for you, right? One right. of them is about the Memorial Brilliant Tournament answer. and the other one is about the Hungarian Grand Prix. Not necessarily about the big shout, but um, the Hungarian Grand Prix first, right? You watch a lot more Formula One than I do. You're more open it. You have Lewis Hamilton, your big shout every week. Uh, why is Sebastian Vettel one of the best drivers ever and multi-time world champion and still a young man, 66-1 to one to win a Grand Prix on Ladbrokes? Yeah, 661, I think, just because Ferrari aren't quick enough. They're not going to be able to have a couple of disastrous races there and not going to be uh, typified by uh, him and his teammate Charles Leclerc crashing into each other. Um, and also, Vettel has no uh, seat next season. So, you know, he, his future in the sport, never mind really? uh, this weekend, is uh, all up in the air. As there's no clear... Um, and is it down to him, or is taken. like is 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 it just that Ferrari is bad, or is he kind of not the driver he was, or was Red Bull just way better than everybody else back in the day, and he was never that good in the first place? I know he's still good, but I think it was like Leclerc came in last season, and is they're probably looking towards him being the future of the team, uh, and then just it's more down to Ferrari not the good enough. Like look, like Mercedes Ferrari were always playing second fiddle anyway for the last while, and um, so. You, you like if you look at the odds, you're looking at eight to thirteen for Hamilton, then Bottas with the other Mercedes is eleven to four. So like sixty-six to one are massive odds, but at the same point, if you're looking at the different teams, they're first, second, third, fourth, uh, cross between fourth and fifth favorites uh, out of teams to win the race, and it's like it's never, it's never, it's not going to happen. It's going to be a Ferrari yeah. or a Red Bull wins it, 
or All maybe right. oh, sorry, yeah, Mercedes, yeah, Mercedes yeah. or a Red Bull, or uh, maybe I'd have stabbed somebody from McLaren could come up and uh, surprise it. But it's not the it's not like old where you'd have uh, Eddie Jordan's <laughs> or Jordan suddenly <laughs> going through like a mad race and winning it. Yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. Okay. Yeah, I um, think, I think all, all the more reason that Formula keep... One has gone and so boring and nobody watches it anymore, I suppose. Um, that's it's so predictable that one team is so far ahead of everybody else. Second question then I have is, if you weren't going for Deshambo, how about a little bit of Tiger Woods at 5-4 to four to finish in the top 20? So he doesn't have to win the tournament. His first yeah. one back. But, you know, Tiger being Tiger... He'll have one good round where, all, like in a Rory McIlroy kind of way, like Rory McIlroy always is finishing in the top 20, no matter what, because he just is such a good golfer that even when he's playing crap, he'll string enough holes together that'll get him within six shots or seven shots or 10 shots of the lead, you know? I think Tiger, yeah. I don't know. I, I, look, I don't know. I wouldn't put it in your big shout. The Shambo's probably a better look there, and obviously you needed the odds, but Tiger at five to four to finish the top 20 is a little mick, a little mick shout. Uh, to go alongside your big shift. I was eyeing up Hideki Matsuyama at 5-1 to one to be in the top uh, five. You can't, you can't uh, just pick Hideki Matsuyama and Lewis Hamilton every week. You can't <laughs> do it. I was looking at him at the, the workday one uh, at the weekend and I was like, oh, he's doing, he was doing it. It was the same as Larry. He had a good start to it and then uh, fell away, but he wasn't a million miles off the top. So I was like, oh, I don't know. But anyway, that is a big shout for this week. Get in touch with us. Send your big shouts to the gaffer at Ball Study. That should be 25 to 1 or greater. And if they come off, you will win yourself two cakes and a sports biography. Finally, now it is time to get to our big All-Ireland GEA quiz. It may be Mick and PJ's last chance to see can they win it. They haven't done it yet. Can they do it this week? This is it. This may be the last opportunity that Mick McCarthy and PJ Brown are going to have to try and win the All-Ireland GEA quiz. Because the GEA is back this weekend. There's games live on TG Cahar on Friday night. St. Martin's take on Aulet Barra in uh, the Wexford Hurling Championship at a quarter past seven on TG Cahar. And then it's actually the throw-in is at half seven. Coverage begins at a quarter past seven. And then on Sunday, we've got the Dublin Senior Hurling Championship. We've got Kilmacud Croaks against Ballyboden St. Enders. That is going to be a brilliant game. That's throwing in at 3 p.m. on TG Cahar as well. So, lads. Jesus. That Wexford game is Pressure on. That Wexford game is class, although going with the Labrooks betting just for the outright championship. Uh, the bat, I think are uh, they're fairly, I think they were 8-1 or 9-1 um, for the championship overall. So we've got to have it here. They're 9-1 yeah. on labrooks.com. St. Martins are 13-8. Um, so, yeah, Martins you'd imagine last St. Martins year, be, yeah. yeah, they did indeed, yeah. Um, you'd imagine they're... Uh, Fairest win that match as well as again, but should Aulat the Barra get a get Aulat the Bala get a big win, <laughs> then uh, it's definitely worth looking. Any kind of any kind of GA game is only worth tuning into this again. We're all very excited, but look at we're also excited to try and win the All Ireland GA quiz. And that's because it's the Hurland Championship we've just been talking about. We're going back to Hurland this week. We're going to play the 2015 All Ireland Hurling Championship quiz, lads. Is this the one you finally do it? A Kilkenny year, I I wouldn't be confident. I was no. at, I'm just, I always just try and think of what matches I was at outside of Clare games. I was at the final, and I was at the Galway Tip semi-final. That might have been the best match I've ever seen. The Seamus Callanan getting 3-7 and losing. Yeah. 
that could well, be one of the questions. Have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say anything here just in case we're giving anything away. Uh, if you've never listened to one of these before, it's a simple concept that somehow we manage to make complicated every week. The lads will start in the preliminary round of the 2015 Hurling Championship to be a question on one of those games to get that right to move on to the provincial quarterfinals and so on and so forth the whole way to the All-Ireland final if they get one wrong before the All-Ireland quarterfinals they go into the back door where they've got a do or die chance to get back into the game proper so we'll start it off it's Antrim against Leach the questions related which was in the preliminary group in the Leinster Championship it finished a whopping 5-17 to 3-22 Antrim's opening goal was the first goal of the 2015 championship. Who scored it? For the love of God. It's definitely Neil McManus. Yeah. If it was anyone else, you wouldn't ask us. Yeah. It wasn't I, I, Neil McManus. <laughs> this is, I've, I've reverted to try and make, like a, it make it like the £100 question and who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> it's just like, lads, name, name a famous Antrim yeah. Horror. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> that is insanely hard. Like the, the hardest question you've ever asked us. But because we played yeah. a psychology game on this, uh, and you know yeah. we do. <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah, that was, uh, I've got, you're breaking me on the fourth wall here. But you've moved on anyway, you're through now to the, uh, to the provincial quarterfinal stages. Uh, your question Mark, provincial Mark, Thank you as well for, uh, for just, just taking the answer and not allowing us to talk <laughs> ourselves out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see you about to come in with some of those suggestions. Like, no, no, just go. Don't mess about the day, lads. Uh, Galway would go all the way to the All Ireland final. But who did they beat for the first time ever in the championship in the Leinster quarter final in 2018? They needed a replay to do it. Dead silence on the podcast. That's the yeah. two lads. Uh, well, who did they beat for the first time? All the joking has never lasted. So it's not Kilkenny, because they bet them in the 1986 yeah. All-Ireland Final. It's not and the 2012, which is <laughs> Leinster Final, which was more recent. Yeah. Uh, they lost to Dublin Mark, Mark, in 2013. Mark, was, was, did you say it was the first time they beat them in the Leinster Championship or the first time they beat them? First beat time them in, ever in the Championship, according the championship. to Wikipedia. So... Uh, <laughs> Wikipedia could be wrong, but I can't see why it would be. They lost to Offaly in the 1981 All-Ireland Final. And did they ever play them again in any of the... Um, I don't think they ever bet them in any All-Ireland semi-final that I can remember anyway. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Offaly were getting Galway to a replay in 2015 though, were they? They weren't getting awfully to... The match was a replay, Mark was saying, wasn't it? That Galway won? So I don't think awfully we're getting Galway to a replay as recently as 2015. You could rule out someone like Leash or Westmead as well, then you would think as well. Yeah. So the other options here are what? Wexford. And Dublin. Dublin. That's it, really. Yeah. So just trying to think of like... Grand, that makes sense that they would have never bet them, but when like Galway had played four years in Leinster at this stage, had they? Yeah. They lost to Dublin in yeah. the 2013 final. They won 2012. I think they lost to Kilkenny after a replay in 2014 because we did that a few weeks ago. Wakeford are in a kind of a bad way at this point, aren't they? They're not, 
They're no great, no great Le- shape. Liam Dunn is over them, I think, uh, before Davey takes over. I think they were coming. I think because the, they got to the All-Ireland on the 21 final. Clare won in 12, 13, and 14. And they beat yeah. Wexford in the last one of them. And that was a team with Conor McDonald and Liam Ryan. And I think Lee Chin was just slightly overage. But no, I think Wexford were actually... Oh, yeah, I just remember... During like the following year, I remember Dublin hammering Wexford, like in, in the first round of the Leinster Champ. Yeah, in twenty sixteen. Really? I, I remember. I remember. I had a bet in the game. Yeah. Like I was, I was certain how bad Wexford were. It's Wexford or Dublin. Oh, actually, hold on. They. It was a replay, Mark. Was it? Yes. Yeah, it's Dublin. Sorry, I remember it. Yeah, because yeah, it was. This is what happened, PJ. They um, it was at Crow Park, and uh, David Tracy had a free to win it in the last minute. So I was actually at it, <laughs> and, <Right>. uh, <laughs> and then Galway, Carl uh, Mannion scored a goal after like ten seconds in the replay in, down in Port Leash, and it was kind of over from there. And Galway bet them easy. It is Dublin. Cool. Dublin is indeed the correct answer. It took you a while, but you got there. It's always there <laughs> somewhere, isn't it? It's yeah. always somewhere down in the back of your head somewhere, yeah. Uh, Rob, it was Dublin who had lost the 2014 Leinster final uh, the year previously to Kilkenny. And then PJ were dead right. They beat Wexford by like 13 points or something the following year, Dublin, in the first round of the Leinster Championship. Um, we never said anything Dublin about the 2014 Leinster final, though, did we? You, did, you said that they lost Narita yeah, to... To Kilkenny the, in the Championship, in the Leinster Championship. Right. Oh, sorry, I was yeah. in the final. Um, but yeah, Dublin beat uh, the final the year before, lost in the first round, uh, or lost in the quarterfinal 2014. Just move on to the Munster semi-finals. Uh, this is a bit of a mad question, so hopefully it was hard to come up with a question on this one, so hopefully it's all right. Uh, across both Munster semi-finals, namely Cork against Waterford, which had four goals, and Limerick against Tipperary, which had five goals, there were eight goal scorers. You need to name three of them, but I'm going to give you eight guesses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so what were the matches? Guess, Cork, against Waterford, Cork against Waterford had four goals and Limerick Tip had five goals. And there were eight goal scorers across them all. So I don't know what way you want to do it. You want to go for two from each county or whatever, but you can have a guess at all the goal scorers and you only need three of them to be right to get the answer right. Well, we know who the first answer is. <laughs> Come on, you'll say it before I do. James Callan. James Callan. He's one of our guesses for sure. We'd be mad not to have him. Um, I remember Shane After Dowling that. scoring against Tip. But I think that might have been when they bet them the year before. Okay. So Limerick bet Tip in like, 13 yeah, and 14, eight, I think. So they, yeah. Tip must have won this one. Yeah. I think they did. I think they bet Waterford in the Munster final. We've got one. We're certain of Callan. I mean, yeah. there's no way Callan didn't score one of eight goals. One of how many goals, Mark? Eight? Nine goals. Nine, nine goals altogether, but eight goal scorers. How many goals in the match? One person again? scored two goals. What's uh, the, 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 the division of goals? Four goals in the Cork Waterford game and five goals in the Limerick tip game. Yeah. Should we put Dowling down as, as a guess anyway, one of the eight? Because I do remember him scoring a goal against Tip in Munster. Eight guesses here. We will definitely get this. Yeah. Horgan, sure. We, 
like you always feel like Patrick Horgan as well. I, I yeah, think we yeah. should put Patrick Horgan in there as well. Okay. There's no chance either of us remember any of these games, is there? Or uh, not off the top of my head. Okay. I'd 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 need something more to stir my memory here. What year did John Milan finish? I think he was done by then, wasn't he? Yeah. So Waterford beat Clare in the first round, right? Um well that was twenty sixteen, I think. I was gonna say Morris Shanahan was on fire. Uh, he would have been around then, yeah. He was, but I I think I'm specifically thinking of the first round in twenty sixteen. Okay, yeah. Because Clare just beat them in the league final a few weeks before. Um but at the same time, Mara Shanahan. Yeah. Throw him in. Uh, whew, Connor Lahan. <laughs> yeah, these are all names. They are these all are, names. We're just we're not we're not making <laughs> our final list yet. We're just making a long list at the moment, Mark. Yeah. Uh, who who else uh, plays for Limerick? <laughs> <laughs> who else is playing at that stage for Limerick? Uh, Graham Mulcahy. Yeah. Keen Lynch is like playing as a forward around then. He is actually. I don't, yeah, know, I, I don't remember I don't know. any big goals or anything that he got. No. Um, I don't remember that Cork Waterford match. Limerick tip, I can understand how they'd all blend into each other because they played each other so often back then. But Cork yeah. and Waterford. That Cork team would have been. Wasn't there? Pack Ronan? Yeah, Cronin maybe still kind of around. Um, what? Who are you definitely going with? We're going with Callan Can- is the only one we're Callan. certain of so far. Or maybe Horgan. Or- Callan and Horgan, yeah. Why did you ask that? Just to speed the thing along, because if you said, told me, if you, if, you, if you were locking in your different guesses as to go, I could tell you if you have three already, or oh, we don't have to wait seven hours. And just okay, 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 grand. Um, uh, lock in Callanan. Lock in Callanan and lock in Horgan, sure, because we're not, yeah. we, if we don't remember the games, we're going to have to go. And lock in Dowling. Right. Congratulations, lads. You're through yeah. the months or the winter finals. It's like the name four of the eight five minutes ago. And I was like going trying to name every player that ever played. Right. So we got we got three and three guesses. You did. You got actually four and four guesses because Morris Shanahan also scored. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus, this is the week this is the week, PJ. Might be. Patrick Horgan, Morris Shanahan, Jake Dillon, Tom Devine. Shane Dowling, Seamus Callanan got two, Jason Ford and Michael Breen. Shame they were all your scorers. Michael Breen. Tom, and I hope you've paid Tom attention to the people. Brother. I hope you've uh, paid attention to the people I just named because it might give you a hint as to who won those games because the next question in the provincial finals is name the four provincial finalists and who won both finals. <laughs> Uh, Seems like you named a lot of uh, tip goal scorers there. <laughs> yeah. Well, tip won Munster anyway. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure Kilkenny bet Galway in the yeah in the in the Connacht final. I think. Yeah. No, they did. Tip won Munster. I think it was Tip Waterford, wasn't it? Because Jake Dillon, Tom Devine. Yeah, Waterford going well. That's two goals. I think he said no. And Mara Shanahan. So they got three. Cork got possibly one even. I don't even remember a Cork player that he named. I don't know. He didn't. I don't think he mentioned another one. 
So there's four goals in that match. So you must have mentioned one more of either team. And Tip. So Tip bet Waterford and Kilkenny bet Galway. You happy with that, Peter? answer? Yep. You're indeed right. I shouldn't have given you the clue about pay attention to who scored the goals because <laughs> it made it too easy. I had purposely actually taken out the, the score lines from that question to make it a little bit harder. But uh, Tipperary uh, beat Waterford in the provincial final in the uh, Munster final and Kilkenny beat Galway, which means that you're now through to the All-Ireland quarterfinal. So get one wrong here, lads, and it's done, it's over. There's no back door anymore. Uh, so your question for the quarterfinal, you're three away from Liam McCarthy, quiz style. Just, Which I wanna, can, I, can I just bask in glory for a second because I have a feeling it's all going to go haywire. That's, the, yeah. that's as comfortable as we've ever lifted silverware in this competition. <laughs> it we, is. We have not through all the answers or we figured them out quickly. And yeah. we've, and to we've be no fair, backdoor and we actually, we're, we're provincial champions, PJ. And if we win nothing else, at least we have that to fall back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's almost as if two of the four questions were literally name famous hurlers. Um, <laughs> you managed to add the, fo- add the, add the fourth question was uh, of those famous hurlers who obviously had two obvious teams that scored the most goals uh, who won the, the final uh, anyway quarterfinal question which of the which of the quarterfinals had a narrow winning margin Waterford versus Dublin or Galway versus Cork Again, silence. Mick looks like he's just seen a ghost. He looks terrified. Waterford, Dublin. <laughs> have you cursed it? Have you, Waterford, have you, Wa- Waterford, Dublin, Galway, Cork. I don't remember yep. Waterford playing Dublin at all. Yeah. The presumption of the Galway, Cork is closer. But. But. So 2015. Was Daly gone in 2015? Uh, who came in after him? Yeah. Who did come in? Oh, Jared Cunningham. Jared Cunningham. 16, 17, 18, and then Maddie Kenny was last year. Yeah, so Daly was still there, wasn't he? Pat Gilroy as well. Pat Gilroy in the middle. Oh, Jesus, yeah. So this could have been. Oh, so maybe it was 15, 16, 17, yeah. Waterford didn't really have any big. Well, I say, I say that they, they scored. Seemed to score a good few goals in that last. <laughs> <laughs> Every player on the pitch scored a goal against Cork. Like yeah, but other than that. Okay. <laughs> so Waterford and this. So Waterford and Kilkenny had a brilliant semi-final as well. I think didn't they? Went to extra time or I don't know if there was extra time, but I think it was. Uh, this is a good Waterford team. This is the team that went on to win the or to get to the All Ireland final the following year. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember them. I don't remember them playing Dublin. I just don't remember. No. I can't picture. This it is all. one of those where you're going to talk about this for a few more minutes and then realise you're at the game. <laughs> Not this time. Yeah. I don't remember that match. Yeah, I don't um, have a great memory of the Galway and Cork game either. No. I have a feeling it's Galway Cork have the bigger margin because I think okay. Galway might have hammered them. I think it was Jonathan Glynn. Wasn't there a big Jonathan Glynn game around this time? 
and it was oh, with this, this the game where he swears in the post-match interview about not having any forwards? Yeah, <laughs> might be. About, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think he scored two or three goals. Oh yeah, he he yeah he went on this kind of mazy run for one of the goals. Yeah, or yeah, I think they hammered Cork. And that was the my, it was I I know I've been because I can't place Waterford Dublin I'm loath to guess it, but that was my first instinct was that they hammer Cork. Mark's laughing his head off is all I can see <laughs> silently. Are <laughs> <laughs> you looking at the other screen? Might not be related to the quiz at all. Oh okay. Waterford Dublin, if you if you think Galway hammered the Cork here. Okay, yeah. Let's do it, but I'm Final sorry answer. if I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Lads, I can reveal that I was indeed laughing at the discussions around the quiz because the right answer is Waterford Dublin. He's went from not being able to remember anything about any of the games to PJ rightly saying, wasn't this the game where Johnny Glynn gave that big interview? <laughs> he was swearing about forwards after. And he was dead right because that was on... The game we- happened, PJ, you wrote the article yourself, 26th of July, 2015. Galway beat Cork 228 to 22 points. That was a 12-point winning margin. Oh. Waterford against Dublin. They won 221 to 119. So a five-point winning margin for Waterford over Dublin. So you're through. We're back to our best the semi-final. We're having the clue and then we figure it out. And then by the end of it, we fairly know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like I did. It's funny. We did actually eventually remember that Galway-Cork game. <laughs> yep, unbelievable. You can remember the interview, never mind the game. Uh, it's, it's almost like 20 minutes ago we've had this random championship year thrown upon <laughs> us and we're trying to like, well, what did happen that year, you know? Yeah. Well, lads, you're into the other semi final again. You've, you, you seem to every week make the semi finals, but it's just <laughs> it's getting those couple of steps forward that it's difficult. Uh, your semi final question Who scored the winning point for Galway in their dramatic win over Tipperary in the All Ireland semi final? It was right at the death. Was it Shane Maloney, Cahill oh, Mannion, yeah. or Joe Canning? It was Shane Maloney. So, now, the, yeah. Shane Maloney. Shane Maloney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, absolutely. It was, the, uh, the tip corner forward, fucking, he fell over. Was, uh, what was his name, O'Brien? Yeah, he, he, I, remember him, I remember him falling over. Uh, oh, was yeah, it was Shane Maloney. He'd, he'd just come on as a sub. Yeah, never heard of before or since. And yeah. one of the best passes you'll ever see from Joe Canning as well, where he's about yeah. 100 yards out and everybody thinks he's going to shoot and he just lays it straight into this unknown quantity who tops it over the bar and ended the best hurling match I think I can ever remember. Would you have gotten it without the... Eventually, I couldn't. Uh, PJ probably would have known, would he? Uh, would have taken a while. Like, as soon as I heard it. The- as soon as I heard Shane Maloney, I knew it was Shane Me Maloney. Me too, yeah, yeah, exactly. Same. Otherwise, I, it would have taken a while. I would have never, we would have been here forever if we couldn't remember it because I would have never, I would have never guessed anything. I, would have, I knew for a yeah. fact what the answer was, even if I couldn't locate it in my brain, you know. It'd be funny if Shane Maloney turned out to be the wrong answer now, wouldn't it? <laughs> or the other options? Carl <laughs> Mannion and Joe Canning. PJ, shut up. It's a pretty sure it's Shane Maloney because it's, it's 100%. Yeah, it is indeed Shane Maloney. Maloney. You're into the All Ireland final. Damn it, I made that too easy. This is, there'll be an asterisk now over this if he's end, end up winning the championship because I thought it was, they were Maloney, Mannion, and Canning with the last three points of the game. And every one of them looked to be either, you know, a winner or one to yeah. rescue a replay because they were all 
what was seemingly the death, yeah. and then another minute it'll go on by or whatever. Uh, so it's all that might be difficult to from an individual player that day. It was Callum. You were at that as well, PJ, were you? No? I might have been. Yeah. No, I, I, no I, was, I was watching that. I was in the office. The sure Callum was that unbelievable that day. And also, Noel McGrath came back that day from, and there was literally, it was oh, such a mad atmosphere geez, that there was yeah. a big fight down in front of me. Literally, a, a tip fan who had like a four year old kid with him got into an actual fist fight in, the, in, in like <laughs> in the middle of the Hogan stand. Like, I was like, oh my God. And a four year old? No, no, no. He had, like, I'm saying he had a four year old son with him. Like, ah, was, right. Yeah. And um, right, it's, that, it's quite not as crazy as I thought it was there for a second, a yeah. four year old in a fist fight. But that's how kind of toxic it was, like, you know. And then all of a sudden, Noel McGrath came on, and I'd never seen anything like it. The whole of Crow Park stood up, and like people were really crying, clapping them back on, and all it was class. It was just shows you that, like, the difference between the madness of getting into my county's going to win versus real life, you know. And anyway, one of the best moments I can ever remember. Mark didn't well, ask about that, though, did he? No. Uh, Seamus Callanan did score 3-9 that day though, Mick, so uh, his stats back up your claim. Uh, but you're through to the All-Ireland Final. This is it. You're one question away from finally winning the championship in what could be the last quiz of this anyway. You've really kept all our listeners on tenderhooks the whole way through. Can you finally do it? It's now or never. Mark. Balls to the wall. This is the one. Mark. Who was man Mark. of the match? In the- in yes. T- just before you ask the question, I just want to preface it with something. In 2015... Galway made the All-Ireland Hurling Final against Kilkenny, right? And yes. it was from 1990, 1993, 1990, or 2001, 2005, 2012, and 2015. It was the sixth All-Ireland Final in a row that they'd lost. And I'm pretty sure this is our sixth All-Ireland Final. <laughs> what? No, it's not. Is it not? No, he's made one or maybe two All-Ireland Finals. <laughs> <laughs> I think one. <laughs> the drama would have been better if you just let me say that there. Go on. <laughs> We're going no to have to check that either. We're going to have to check that either. the other fighter? Oh, TJ, I think. Oh, no, no. Oh. I say that really quickly and then regret it. He was hurt of the year. Where are the other options here? Uh, like I'm tempted to turn off my video here just in case you think I'm giving away something. So I just want to warn you now, any facial reaction, any noise I make is has got nothing to do with the quiz. <laughs> so don't be reading into that for psychology. This is serious stuff now. Yeah, it's a good question. I think it's CJ. If the other options are like Richie Hogan... Uh, you know, the usual Colin Penley, uh, Richie Power, if we don't forget about him, uh, if he was still Mick there. Uh, Mick Fenley would have been still around yet. Um, that's only the forwards, Walter Walsh. Uh, then, you know, John Larkin's Holden. still there, isn't he? Own Larkin still would have been playing that time, yeah, yeah. Uh, backs of Porrick Walsh. Um, look at all. TJ is like harder of the year than. Yeah, Murphy and Goal. I don't remember anything. Like he's someone that could get it, but I don't. I, I don't remember anything overly spectacular. I'm, I I think it was TJ, but then didn't Joe have a very quiet second half? 
And maybe that's yeah. why there's something in my head that maybe it was the opposite story about TJ, but I think it's Joe and, you know, I'm not even making yeah. any sense here, but I, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Why did like one of the backs kept him, kept Joe Cannon quiet in the second half and he gets mad at the match? Yeah, uh, no, other than I'm remembering a narrative and whether that's the right. what a performance or they did it in spite of the fact that TJ Reid played shit, do you know what I mean? But I think it might have been the Joe Canning played. He didn't actually. We had a good first half, but he was just quiet in the second half. Galway never turned up in the second half, as far as I can remember. Like He's if the it's TJ and we as well, if we don't know, yeah. isn't he? Like yeah. yeah, yeah. If we if we don't if we, if we don't go with TJ and it's TJ, we're yeah, we're pretty yeah. mad here. Yeah, yeah. That's all I can think of really. I can't think. Of, I I can remember. It could be a false memory, but I can remember him playing well. And nothing else jumps out at me, like you know, it could easily be back. It could one, easily be one twenty-two to one eighteen. Kenny were the winners for those listening who don't remember the game. Yeah, but that's all you're getting. That's all you're getting from me. Like it could be Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's my guess, but I'm I'm open to I'm open to uh, persuasion. If you have someone else in mind. Either of you at the match? I was, yeah. No, I wasn't there. I was there. I was I was going out with a Galway girl at the time. It was Naomi Wife. And we went to the semi-final and final. I had just completed a walking tour around uh, Cork. <laughs> and this is my first day back at work. <laughs> Jack Wheelish was playing for the Galway Miners that day. I remember that, actually, yeah. <laughs> Here we are buying time. So he's we can on the, come se- up he's with... on the senior panel now, I think, isn't he? <laughs> Jack Grealish, he's still around there, I think, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before he moves to Manchester United. And England. Oh, you got to go with TJ. All right, let's do Although it. Let's I'm, do it. I'm, uh, I'm, starting, I'm starting to feel like it, it's one of the, it's like Killian Buckley or something yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, Killian Buckley could be an amazing show. <laughs> what, who's the other? Who's the other Killian Buckley? Um, uh, well, they got, they like, got like Connor Fogarty or Connor Fogarty. I was gonna say the other like really good player who's been around for like uh, <laughs> been around for like ten years and no one ever pays any attention to him, but he's like man the match in every second game. Uh, Fogarty or uh, why, why did I, why did they just say Killian Buckley? It's, it's, <laughs> Killian Buckley's great show, Jesus. But it's not because it's TJ and yeah. Mark. You know, you can imagine you said him after one second. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to take anything I'm saying. No, I, I'm predicting what you're going to say. Yeah. I give you the two starting teams if that helps you out. Owen Murphy, Paul Murphy, Joey Holden, Shane Prendergast, Porrick Walsh, Kieran Joyce, Killian Buckley, Michael Fenley, Conor Fogarty, Colin Fenley, Richie Hogan, TJ Reid, Jerry Edward, Walter Walsh, Owen Larkin, and then on the Galway team, Colin Callanan, Joe, Johnny Cohen, John Hanbury, Porrick Mannion, Aidan Hart, Erla Tanyan, Dottie Bork, Andy Smith, David Bork, Conor Whelan, Sarah Donlan, Jonathan Blinn, Jason Flynn, Joe Canning, Cahill Mannion. You've got subs such as Richie Power, John Power, David Collins, Conor Coomley, Greg Lally, and Shane Maloney. So just the 37 or 8 possibilities there. It wasn't Paul, Paul, Paul Murphy in 2014. Okay, right, he, there he won you it go. in 2014 because, because the, in the football final in 2014, the Kerry Paul Murphy won man of the match. So it was two Paul Murphys all earned final man of the match that year. Mm. Okay. All right. That's that's a that's a amazing little tidbit actually. 
Let's go with TJ and go home. Will we? If yeah. we're wrong, we'll should we'll go to the Burlington and have a few anyway. <laughs> Lads, you've lost the All Ireland ah, final. Is it correct answer? No, it was Michael Fenley. Uh, oh. Which is at least at least though because I was uh, I was time with the idea of giving me a clue when I was writing the question, saying that one clue it's not the same person who went on to win Horror of the Year. So at least you can kind of relax in that you probably would have went for Killian Buckley anyway. Um, and Michael Fenley was the right answer, but you just haven't done it again. <sighs> I don't know. I'll let, give us another week, Mark. Another week, I'll give you. Uh, maybe we'll see. We we'll go back. Look, at, you've got to tune in. Anyway, listen, you've got to tune in next week to see either we're going to be doing this quiz again or we're going to be talking about the club championships when yes, they're all the getting away this weekend. So, yeah, one or the other, uh, there's going to be plenty of GAA. So, uh, you can be sure of that. Tune back in next week. If you've not listened to the rest of the Build Up podcast, you can do so by searching the Build Up on Balls of the on all good podcast apps. Please rate and review the show while you're there as well. Uh, but until next week, mind yourself. <laughs>